where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. So, this is the fourth season of Paid in Puke, you guys. Wow. Series four. I mean, that's... <laughs> it sounds... Maybe it sounds more impressive than it is because it's, you know, we're doing the short the short seasons, but I feel like we've accomplished <laughs> something yeah, here. that's... A, oh, yeah, we've done a lot of episodes. Yeah. A lot of... Yeah. And this is our first episode in person since the quarantine. So, our whole last season was... All quarantine, all Zoom. And that had its own challenges. (laughs) And we are now in the whatever phase. What phase are we in in Seattle? I think we're still phase two. Phase two. Yeah, it feels like it hasn't changed in a long time. I think there would have been too much backlash if we actually went backwards. So I feel like they just. We're just not going to say anything, but don't do any more stuff. We would have gone backwards. I think we would have gone backwards. But I feel like now we're pretty leveled out. But they're about to start school. And even though it's not going to be in person, I feel like there's still going to be a spike in the fall. Yeah, it feels like some crazy shit's about to go down. I don't know. I mean, not to mention the election. I'm sure this chaos has only just begun, but... At least we can see each other's faces yeah. in person, which I'm knowing we can see each other on Zoom. But I don't have to look at my own face, which is I know, so like, distracting. Yeah, looking at my own face when I'm talking to people is it's a weird thing. I prefer IRL. Right. <laughs> I'm like constantly moving my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, both of you need to be on this side. I know. That's my like I need to change the angle of my face. Go to adjust the computer screen, all that shit that doesn't really matter, but it's, mm-hmm. you can't stop looking at it. Yeah, and we're trying out a new location today. We're at Christina's house. We normally are at my house, but uh, (laughs) we're just trying different things. It's funny because we showed up here because we'd had a nice little pizza party in the backyard at Christina's, and it was so quiet and nice, and I live right next to a freeway, so outside is always very loud. And I just felt so relaxed, and I was like, this is great. We should pod here. When we do our next season, we should pod outside, and we get here and then as soon as we start setting up the stuff, <laughs> the neighbor starts hammering. <laughs> and Andrew checked it out and was like, it looks like he's doing a gutter project. Maybe it'll be over soon. It didn't matter because then another neighbor started up his lawnmower. And we were like, fine, we get it. We'll yeah. go inside. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, guess, I guess on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, yeah, everybody's everybody. not just inside. Yeah, everybody wants to be outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're trying this out. I don't know. Someday we'll find the perfect location for audio recording it might actually be an audio studio but i don't know maybe i could set one up in my house because who knows when <sighs> when everything will be the way it was probably never but anyway we can still talk about movies and i'm very excited to talk about jezebel which is a 2019 film written and directed by numa perrier starring tiffany Tennille and numa herself 
And it's the story of a 19-year-old woman named Tiffany who finds a job as a webcam girl in the burgeoning 90s online adult <laughs> entertainment industry in order to help make ends meet in the tiny apartment she shares with her siblings and her sister's boyfriend. It's a semi-autobiographical semi story with Tennille playing young Numa and Numa playing her own big sister, Sabrina. Um, hi. I'm here about the ad in the paper. What's your name? Tiffany. What's your real name? Internet models, nudity required, great pay. I just want you to know. Just show off a little bit. Make money. You can do what you want to do. And then I can stay here? You can do what you want. Most of the girls don't even last a month here. You got her doing that nasty stuff now too? <laughs> they don't stick these on people's doors who pay the well, rent. Well, maybe if you work sometime, it will be paid. Can you get in trouble for this? I did not know yeah. the filmmaker was Sabrina, and I loved Sabrina. Yeah. I was, one of my notes is more Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of fun BTS uh, oh, info. Good, good. But I first found out of this movie when it was about to be released. I think it was for South by Southwest. I haven't gone to South by Southwest in years, but I have reviewed films during South by. Because you can do that now. It's nice. You don't actually have to go to even before quarantine. You could cover film festivals remotely starting a couple years ago. So that's nice. Anyway, I watched this movie and I fell in love with it and was recommending it to everyone. And then it came out on Netflix a couple months ago. That seemed perfect for the pod. So here we are. <laughs> what do you guys think? Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I watched it maybe a couple months ago, and then I watched it again just the other day to prepare for this. Yeah, there was a lot I liked about it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really similar, like the way it was filmed. It kind of reminded me of the Florida Project a little bit. Like, you have this bird's eye view into these people's lives, and they're trying to make ends meet and just live day to day. And I really enjoyed it. And then the relationships with the sisters was a really cool story between the two sisters and how they related and how they were trying to support each other and love each other but also survive at the same time. Um, and support other people in their lives. And right. people, yeah, <laughs> putting in their own. Do all the yeah. heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Perrier described the film as a love story between two sisters mm -hmm. in an interview and I thought that was a very good description of it. I love their relationship and it's not great that they were they had to be the breadwinners but it's such an untold story of people who are just regular people but are doing so much to support not just themselves but these other people mm -hmm. their little sister who couldn't contribute in any way they had to take care of her yeah they had to keep the lights on and those two guys were not helping at all <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so in actuality, Numa did share a shoebox-sized apartment with her sister, brother, and her sister's son and boyfriend in Las Vegas. And one of my fun BTS facts is that this was the same apartment complex where she lived at the time. Oh, with her wow. Sister. She yes. said she was pleasantly surprised to see that it hadn't changed at all. It was basically untouched by time, this apartment. It looked exactly the same. And I love all the little tricks that she uses to film inside the space because, you know, it's small. Like, I love that shot in the bathroom where it basically seems like the camera's in the medicine cabinet. Maybe that is where it was, where it has, like, half the frame blurry, like a little spy camera into the bathroom. And I also really loved how the bathroom was the one refuge for everyone in the apartment. Like, it was the only place anyone could go and not have all their business Right. Everyone's kind of <laughs> on top of each other. Yeah. I have a question. I thought the little girl was supposed to be Sabrina's child, but was she the younger sister? Or I thought she was supposed to be the sister. Okay. I think she's... Oh, a youngest sister. I thought she was Sabrina's daughter. And well, then I'm when you sure just said the that. thing about, like, oh, she shared it with her older sister and her son. Yeah. The real life. That, yeah. That also makes me think okay. that... I mean, I don't feel like it was clear, because I was trying to figure it out, watching it the second time. I don't think they explicitly said either way. I'm not sure if they said But I sort way. of thought it was her child. There was one point when Tiffany asked her, what do you see in Dave? Why are you with him? And mm-hmm. she says something like, she says a couple things and then says, and he's good to Juju, I think yeah. is the kid's name. In a way that I thought meant like that was her kid. I don't think they said either way, though. Yeah, I don't know if they did. They were always talking about their own mother who died at the beginning of the film, and that's how they kind of all ended up together, which is also based on real-life events and is the reason why they all live together in real life. It's just because they were all kind of banding together after their mother, who was the breadwinner before, passed away. And I feel like they were all referring to that woman as mom. I mean, it doesn't matter all that much because it's like she's a little girl that needs to be taken care of, and that's all you need to know, really. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like Sabrina was thrust into becoming the mom to all of her siblings. Their mother has a chronic illness and is in the hospital and all of a sudden her younger sister moves in. There's all this pressure for everyone to get jobs. Had you guys ever heard of a weekly apartment rental? I mean they have a lot of those in Florida. Like oh do some, they? Okay. Like, the Florida Project it kind of reminded it was like the weekly apartment but the landlords are very like strict about you've got to pay your rent every week so there's always stress about making that check. In Central Florida there's like Orlando where you have all the theme parks and all the attractions and then anything off of that area kind of like in the strip if you're not on the strip there are just these swaths of impoverished areas where there's no money being invested in those areas because mm-hmm. it's all going into the strip yeah and tourism and everything and I think a lot of people just live on those outskirts and they work on the strip um, Maybe it's something that you just have in really touristy places then, like extra touristy cities. Yeah, I think so. It seems like it makes sense. Definitely in Florida it's that way. Yeah. In Las Vegas, I've been a few times, but yeah, it definitely feels like when you're off the strip, it's very different from yeah. what's on the strip. Yeah, I prefer it off the strip. Yeah. Like now, <laughs> I mean, I've been to Vegas a bunch of times, and the last time we went, we went to downtown Las Vegas, and it was a million times more fun than the strip. Yeah. And it is kind of, I mean, it's a little bit updated, but there's still a lot of old Vegas feel to it. And then it's also very easy to get to, like, other places where people live. And we went to yeah. a couple of restaurants that were local favorites, and it was just so much more fun. There was almost nobody stumbling around and yeah, <laughs> in your <yeah>. face <laughs> when you were walking around there. But yeah, like, a weekly rent seems so stressful. It seems like it's stressful enough 
to have to make a monthly rent, let alone a week. I mean, obviously it's less money, but when Tiffany starts at the job, they're like, you're going to be paid every other week. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not only do you have to pay the rent every week, but you have to make sure you have enough for the off week that you're not going to get paid. Right. Ah, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, God. And she's making $15 an hour. Which is amazing in which, 1998. In 1988, I guess. Yeah. I know, because it's funny, because that's the minimum wage now in Seattle, and it's not even a livable wage. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that seems pretty good. I didn't look up, I meant to, and I didn't look up, like, what exactly oh, that would be in I read 1990 money, but... One article that I read about the movie said that the federal minimum wage was $5.15 oh, wow. an hour okay. in 1998. And so to be able to make that kind of money is, like, amazing back then. Plus, I assume it was a straight-up 15 bucks an hour. Like, there weren't taxes taken out of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it seems like it well, would That's be. a big difference. Look, ease up. I, I got a check for you, all right? Here, just take the check. I think you're going to be happy with this, right? Not so bad, okay? I liked all the early days of internet, like, camera. I mean, I'm imagining the modem, the speed, the guys on the other Mm -hmm. end. Like, I wonder what was that like? How delayed was it? I was trying to remember. Newman never shows you what the guys are seeing. But I do remember a little bit of what... <laughs> Early internet porn look like at least I never did cam girl thing, but I definitely saw like porn clips and they were very shaky and <laughs> <laughs> basically it was like looking at what do you call it when you just see like a series of stills it's not exactly animation, but it's just like a series of stills oh. that kinda of tell a story. <laughs> I think there's a name for that. <laughs> it's like Ken Burnsing it or whatever. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to think like that's what they were going for. So you're just gonna move back and forth like that. Move your body around. And it's going to look like it's actually going inside you, but it's not. And there's a huge delay, so they won't even notice. <laughs> I mean, none of it's real, but it looks real, and that's really all that matters. Okay. Really sell it. But yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> because there's no sound, so they can't actually hear what we're saying. So you could be calling them ugly fucks, and they'll have literally <laughs> no idea. No. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> ugly fuck. <laughs> they'll never know. <laughs> That's what the guys wanted was like yeah. <laughs> pixely boobs and I guess human connection though. Yeah. Like the difference between that and going to a strip club is you don't usually have like a long conversation with a stripper. You're just there and you're handing over the money. So like here they're able to have sort of relationships with the clients and yeah. vice versa. I think also there's a very specific appeal to being able to just be at home and have an interaction like that with somebody else, you know? Right. That one guy's like, my wife and kids are in the other room. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or and the guy could be at work. One of the guys is like, okay, well, I got to go back to work now. He's right. just like on and his that's... lunch break or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can go yeah. to a strip club, but you can't like literally sit there and be jerking off in a strip club. <laughs> 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 that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to do that. <laughs> That's definitely part of the appeal there. <laughs> Another thing I really like about this film is the way that it's shot to counter the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no nudity in the movie. 
it's all just implied and it's kind of also in the spirit of the cam girls themselves how they're saying like it's all fake you know we're all mm-hmm. everything is simulated and so this is also simulated in a way you know it's a simulated it's a suggested version of what was really happening mm-hmm. and it gives so much power to the characters to both Sabrina and Tiffany to have the camera capture them in a sensual way and celebrate their beauty and their autonomy but also keeping them in control yeah they're making a living and they're able to pay their bills and yeah it's work there's no shame to it it's just a a way for them to live it works for them you know yeah i also sort of like the the trajectory i mean obviously sabrina didn't do that exact thing because it's a new industry but she sort of implies that she did other stuff before she was the at-home phone sex operator Mm -hmm. and now she's sort of aged out of that so like that there's still options as you (laughs) as you get older to do this I just think that's kind of an interesting way to depict it. Right. And also that girl, Vicky. I loved Vicky. Like, I thought <laughs> Vicky was so perfectly cast. I'm like, I feel like I have met that girl like, in so many ways. You know, how she was a dancer and yeah. then went to cam girl. And it seemed like that was definitely preferable. <laughs> and I love it. She's like, no, I didn't say it was easy. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That it was better. Right. <laughs> yeah. So did you used to dance before? No. You're lucky. This is so much better. The guys can't touch you, and you don't have to see how gross they are in person. Yeah, seems easy. Well, I didn't say it was easy. I said it was better. Most of the girls don't even last a month here. I've been here since we started. We? Yeah, Chuck's my brother. Family business. Well, I mean, does anyone have any hot probs? Shut up. Hot probs is on. Oh, shit, yeah. I had a couple of hot probs. I mean, yeah, my probs are more lukewarm because I did really like that. I was, uh, same with Tiffany where I'm like, I don't see what Sabrina sees in Dave at all. Oh, my God. Like, I hated this guy. (laughs) Like, get out. Why are you here? That was my hottest of hot probs. And then also, I wish they had shown when the guy calls her the N-word on the thing Mm -hmm. they're going, okay, we get called things all the time. You know, I wish they had shown anything of that. You know, anyone who's spent a minute on the internet knows people who have that anonymity will say a lot of shitty things, especially to, you know, Mm -hmm. young women with little clothes on. I feel like all they really showed other than that one comment was guys being nice or, you know, not Mm -hmm. nice. You know, like I wish they had shown a little bit more of that other than the girls just saying oh we get called whore bitch slut hey did you see that that's not okay they can say whatever they want no no he cannot call me that we get called names too no that is different that is not okay he cannot just call me the n-word customer is always right chill what you don't think we get called names too fucking whore worthless pig cum bucket no worthless Dirty bitch. Asshole. Dirty no, that Dirty pussies. That's not okay. Ugly bitch. You have fat bitch. Hey, could you Fussy say skinny bitch? I'm not coming back into his band. I don't know why they didn't show anything at all of that. It was like a, just a tell. If that was happening to them, it would have also happened to Tiffany. Yeah. Too. That's true. I, this was just like a, I thought it was kind of fun. It was with Vicky. She's like, oh, I could be the president's secretary because I type so fast. Don't even worry about the keyboard. You'll be a pro in no time. I could be the president's secretary. That's how fast I type now. What? <laughs> with those nails on? 
Oh, you'd be surprised what I can do with these nails. And then she goes on her keyboard and <laughs> She does you not do. type fast. You know, like, I, just, like, I just thought it was funny. I mean, she typed fast for that time, I guess. Mm. People were pretty new to keyboards. Keyboard's not the same as a typewriter. I mean, she didn't have her fingers on the home keys or anything. I don't know. <laughs> She's definitely not doing it in a traditional way. I was critiquing way. that, yeah. I'm like, you do not type as fast as whatever, whatever she said. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> really have a lot of hot props. That was pretty much my only, like... Yeah, I couldn't think of any, and I was even trying to think of the things I could normally nitpick, like 90s clothes and hair. <laughs> you know, you could at least be like, haha, isn't it stupid how we used to dress? But somehow, Tiffany Tennille made white overalls and a Saved by the Bell jacket and a green scrunchie look cool. Like, yeah. I love her when she's walking into the sex shop. She just looks so cute. I didn't think anyone ever looked cute in those clothes. <laughs> I love that whole sequence of the song, whatever the song is it's playing on her headphones and then she goes into the shop and then she walks out smiling and holding a little pink bag. I love that. I love that scene. <laughs> I mean, I kind of wondered about her character moving in. Maybe she thought she was just going to live with her sister temporarily while her mom was getting through her health episode or something. But I kind of was wondering what else could she have done or... I don't know. I guess I just wondered what was her situation before... Like, had yeah. she considered other jobs before her sister brought her this opportunity? And it was a good opportunity, but I, I kind of wondered whether she would have considered anything else or... Well, they needed a lot of money and they yeah. needed it fast. I That's feel like true. that they were in dire straits and it sounds like if minimum wage was $5 an hour and tax yeah. at the time... Mm -hmm. Any of the other shitty jobs, like the one like Dave eventually gets like a security guard job, and they don't say what he's making, but you know I'm sure it's not as much as yeah, <laughs> Sabrina true. and Tiffany are making. And it sounds, I don't know. I mean, it's all degrading work, you know. But like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just the labor industry and the way that she just seems so innocent in the beginning. Yeah, you know, she's so she's young a very, and innocent. Yeah. In the she's a young nineteen. Yeah. yeah, that was an interesting thing about the movie. I felt like she was so young and innocent, but then she starts the cam girl job and she's enjoying it, and it's like having two feelings at the same time. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, she's like this innocent <laughs> young person, and then she's doing cam girl stuff and. Yeah. Having a good time and making good money and feeling independent. But also the people are shitty that she works for. And she doesn't know that the boss is reading mm -hmm. all of the... The chats. The chats yeah. and, you know, his shitty about not wanting to ban the guy who says the N-word. Because yeah, he says freedom of speech. Right. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. he, so it's kind That's of like... That's what I mean. Tell you what. Um, how about this? They use the word, we warn them. They do it again, we ban them. That's the best I can do. It's freedom of speech. It's the law. That's all I can do, all right? I, I wonder if, like, that situation, as many downsides as there were, were safer than her going out and yeah. getting, like, a waitress job or something on the strip. Mm -hmm. Because at least she's going to, like, an office where she knows the people who are going to be there every day. And there's the whole internet between her and... Yeah. And these men, and so they can say hurtful things to her, but it won't go beyond words. I mean, I wonder if there's a little bit of that even with Sabrina suggesting this, being like she can make a lot of money and she can utilize her, you know, skills <laughs> being yeah. a young, a beautiful young black woman. And she can also be safe from mm -hmm. the people yeah. who would hurt a beautiful young black woman. Yeah. And the worst thing that happened to her is she gets a little cheated by her boss or... You know, although that scene where she tells her to take off her clothes and spin around is kind of painful to watch. Yeah. You know? All right, uh, let me see your body. Um, huh? Do you want to work or not? Uh, yeah. All right. Lift up your bra. 
yeah, I mean, I know it's a visual medium. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you reminded me of that. So. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's a visual medium, Kayla. <laughs> I also feel like that boss definitely is the kind of guy who calls himself a nice guy. Right. Oh, he was sure. very much a nice guy, one of the good ones, you know. I think yeah. My employees right. Well, like I don't blatantly sexually harass anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody had to like blow him or something to get a job. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, he was definitely <laughs> someone that calls himself a nice guy. Well, there yeah. I guess women just don't want a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they're making good money. It made me wonder like how much is that guy making? Like, right, right. Was, like, I'm sure a lot. Making way Yeah. Yeah, like how much do the chats really That's cost like, how much if they get a dollar a minute? I, I was just gonna say, yeah. how much does a private chat cost if he can pay them a dollar a minute? for it yeah <laughs> also i wonder what it came up on the credit card bill as like what yeah. <laughs> be a nice little tidbit it's probably just like some name entertainment group or something you know yeah. i feel like that's always the something the keyword is yeah. entertainment yeah definitely entertainment, yeah. <laughs> next call another cool bts behind the scenes <laughs> for the people who don't know <laughs> Uh, is that the money for the production itself came from Numa's sister because they had been actually estranged since all that went down. Oh. Not for any, like, really dark reason, just that they kind of were looking to find themselves after they'd gone through this thing together. And then her sister contacted her and said, I'd really like to support you in one of your projects. And Numa was like, well, actually, I happen to be working on a script about us. (laughs) Wow. And so that's how she got her production budget. And then... There's a GoFundMe campaign for post-production, which drew support from people like Ava DuVernay and Jill Soloway and Chelsea Peretti. Nice. And then she got additional support from Tribeca Film Institute to finish the film. And it was shot in 10 days. Wow. On location in L.A. and Las Vegas. I think it's so impressive what she did with the budget because you can tell that it's a low budget film but not in a way that looks cheap or like she cut corners or anything like that. It's just like Mm -hmm. she took the money that she had and she made this beautiful visual account of her life, that snapshot of her life. I feel like it's really tight. It's a very tight script and I feel like the frame is so beautiful at all times. Every frame is kind of a perfect still from the movie Mm -hmm. and I really like the way that she worked with the space and how small the spaces tended to be. You could tell the private chat room is really small and everything, too. <laughs> I thought she did a great job with the resources she had. It is a fun tidbit for me that it keeps referring to the early internet days in 1998, <laughs> because that was a full two years after I met my boyfriend on the internet in 1996. Well, you were an early adult. It's my lifelong claims to fame that in 1996 I met someone on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> The relationship with Dave, it's not really so much a love connection with him and Sabrina. I think that he met her on the sex phone line. Take a night for me. Maybe I'll call you up. Oh, really? Because <laughs> you need to put my hair. Mm, like you used to? He's just one of the nice guys. And I guess that's kind of why she's encouraging Tiffany to go on the date with Bobby. She's like, if this is one of the nice guys, he can do things for you and he can help you and you won't, you know, (laughs) one of these nice guys, right? If he's helping to take care of Juju, I can imagine she really needs that help because she's probably exhausted from working all night, you know? So I can see why she wouldn't 
be so quick to kick him out. Yeah. And then, like, he kind of starts... There was that scene on the couch with Tiffany and Dave, and he's kind of trying to make moves on her a little bit. He, like, touches her feet or something. Hey, I was just going to watch a little TV. It's not going to bother you, is it? It's fine. Damn, girl, you got some tiny little feet. So what do those guys on there want you to do anyway? I don't know. Did you want Sabrina to do what you used to call her? You really want to know? That was just creepy. (laughs) It was. I mean, I think it was kind of a shorthand, right, for even the good guys are not that great. (laughs) Both her brother and Dave were kind of like, you were a little girl and now you're doing this womanly thing and her brother's kind of shaming her for it. Damn, it didn't take no time to convince you, huh? Little Miss Goody Two-Shoes, not so innocent after all. Wow, I wonder what mom would think of that shit. Oh, That's my first night and I got a private show. Okay, let's go. Get up. Get up. What are you doing? Do you have a job? I've been applying to places. I don't think so. 3 a.m., drinking with Dave, I don't think so. We've been putting in applications at the casinos. Yeah, right. And then Dave's kind of doing the opposite, but in a bad way, where he's being, like, supportive, but overly supportive. Yeah. Yeah, I got so mad at those guys. Right, yeah, especially the brother. It's like, you get a job before you're, like, pointing, you know, hey, support me, but I'm also going to criticize you for how you're doing it, you know? Right. (laughs) Like, that's nasty. Like, Yeah, Yeah, and then he's like, who's going to pay for the funeral? And they're like, we We are, are, dumbass. Done priming and preening. Stop fighting. When's mom's funeral? I don't know. Who's taking care of it? We are. Who else would be? Exactly. Yeah. What right. a question. Right. Thank you for <laughs> your great question. Who do you fucking question. think? Who is taking care of literally everything? I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Moby Dick, if you know what I mean. Well, she goes to the interview, but she's instantly hired, and she goes with Vicky, and Tiffany writes something, and then Vicky's like, well, normally all caps is considered yelling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So, normally all caps is considered yelling, but that's okay, because you just started. I just thought that was like, oh, yeah. Really cute. I remember learning that too. You know, right. the internet days. I feel like some people still haven't learned that. Oh god, <laughs> I still does that. Have you guys ever in BBSs? VBS, oh, yeah. BBSs. Bulletin board system. Oh, I was, yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't. I was like vacation. They were basically like early. <laughs> yeah. I had to do that. Oh, <laughs> gross. No, I didn't know. I did AOL chat rooms for yeah. a minute in high school, but. I, I did those know. too, but that's where the really skeezy people were. And then BBSs were basically just nerds at first, at least. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and not that they're not creepy nerds, because they definitely were. But <laughs> <laughs> I met a lot of like really nice punks and stuff through BBSs. And I learned a lot about <laughs> how to type in a conversational way <laughs> through that. That's where I, I mean, I remember learning what lol meant. It's <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. like, why does everyone keep writing lol all the time? And lmao. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down, bangs are for little girls. <laughs> bangs are for little girls. Uh, I've had bangs most of my life, not when I was a little girl, though. It's weird. Yeah. I did not have bangs until Flipping I was a grown-up. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I don't know. I think there's something to be said for Betty Page, pinup style bangs, but she does look really beautiful in that wig. That was such a good scene. It was just like, she just sort of like transformed. That's for me? Yep, if you want it. I think, yeah. (laughs) Never had this type of hair before. (laughs) This, right here. Jezebel. Jezebel, is she pretty? She is. She's beautiful. All right. Let's do something about this. Okay. Let me show you. 
Yeah, I thought that was really cool, like with her sister. And I'm like, nobody's ever mentored me with a job like that. Having somebody tell you everything you need to do and she wants her sister to be really successful. And I thought that was really cool that she's just helping her sister. She loves her sister, but she's also like, you need to get a job at the same time. Yeah, it's a job. Okay. <sighs> Look. What do I have to do? It's easy. You don't have to talk like I do. Just show off a little bit. It's not a big deal. You make money. You can do what you want to do. Then I can stay here? You can do what you want. She's teaching her how to be a self-sufficient grown-up. Her brother's the last cause. <laughs> yeah. right. So she has her sister to, to do this for. And you can tell that it's this big gift that she's giving her. And it's so sweet. I love both of those scenes. And they're kind of these great bookends. The original Jezebel wig isn't at the very beginning, but enough in the early part of the film that it really does feel like a bookend with her putting on the wig again to get ready for the date. Mm -hmm. And those scenes are just both so beautiful, and there's such minimal dialogue, but the two of them are just kind of having this conversation with their eyes and their tears and their laughter. Yeah. And Thank you. You really feel the familial bond between these two people who are, you know, or aren't related in real life. It's an amazing performance. Yeah. Right. And it's all performance because of the lack of dialogue. And it's just their faces and how close the camera is to their faces. It's I, so beautiful. Yeah, their relationship went on this whole journey throughout the film. Sabrina's kind of like the mother figure to everyone. And then once Tiffany gets the job and is making money, she tells her sister, you need to find your own place and that's really hard for her to hear because it's almost like your mom is telling you, you gotta right the, you know but her sister has to do what she's got to do to survive too everybody's just trying to survive and she's like okay now you're making your money you need to find your own place and then in the end that scene where she's about to meet bobby she's expressing gratitude to her sister for like helping her figure out how to make it and I feel like maybe she understands her sister's motivation more in that point. Like, Tiffany understands Sabrina's motivation more, where she did kind of yeah. feel rejected a little bit at first. But then when she does get her own apartment, she's so happy, flopping yeah. on the bed, and it's yeah, her, own, yeah. you know, her own place. And I think she does kind of come to realize that this is for her own good. And it's, I mean, I'm sure Sabrina would love help with the rent money, right? Yeah. So kicking her out, it doesn't hurt her exactly, but it, I'm sure, well, I guess it definitely does hurt yeah. her a little bit, right? Because she's yeah. like, I love you, and yeah, I want you to be rich. safe. There's so many complicated emotions happening, but... Yeah. Sabrina is the grown-up, like the main grown-up, and she's the one who knows really what's the best course of action. Yeah. I feel like in this situation. Also, she really is a very wise person, right? She is, yeah. <laughs> and so taken for granted by all these people in her life. <laughs> I do really love that scene where Sabrina's had the night off, and it's after the funeral, and Dave's like trying to put the moves on her, and she's like, <laughs> you got a pay player. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a freebie. You gotta pay, plan. Two weeks until I can check. And I love that she sticks to her guns and she's like, mm -hmm. I'll give you a minute because you took the garbage out. I took the garbage out this morning. It's gotta be worth at least a minute, huh? You want your free minute? Okay. 
I love that she's like, that's what it's worth. Taking yeah. the garbage out is worth yeah. a minute. And then she even <laughs> says, like, you're getting your free minute. Like, she's actually even like, it's not really because you took the garbage out because that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be nice and give you a minute. And then she's like, I don't feel like it. And so we're not doing it. You're not going to talk me into it. I'm going to have my night off and I'm going to sleep. What time's up? The way it's shot, just on her face the whole time with him kind of yeah. leering over. I mean, <laughs> I love the way she shoots every scene. It's like the camera's always in the perfect place. There was a really funny moment. It was after like a really intense, I think it was after the funeral. They were having a fight with the brother over getting a job. He leaves and then Dave's going to go after him. But before Dave leaves, he's yes. like, can I have some, do you have any money? <laughs> he and says, then, do we have any money? Yeah. And then Sabrina just like... <laughs> Let's go, Dave. Yeah. Hey, do we have any money? <laughs> it was a funny moment because she just starts laughing. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You know? She's a fucking yeah. saint because she's like, she yeah. doesn't even say, are you fucking kidding me? She just says it with her laugh. Right. And yeah. then she's like, just leave. What? We gotta catch the bus to get some breakfast? Please leave. Please leave, Dave. That's a no. Just go. Okay. Because, like, if you don't leave, I'm going to lose my shit on you. Yeah, she's got the patience of a saint. It's amazing. And then he's like, so that's a no? <laughs> like, yeah. Do we have any money? That's yeah. that's such a great line because it's oh, so God. indicative of the whole attitude of the men. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I have, have been asked like, for many years. As, did we pack? Did we do? Do we? <laughs> It's a royal we. Right. <laughs> and I'm the fucking royalty because oh I did it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have responded to that sometimes with, I don't know, did you? <laughs> that didn't go Who's over we? so well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did we? I don't know. Did you? <laughs> Amy, you already said this one, but it was from Vicky. I didn't say it was the easiest. Yeah. It was better. Yeah. yeah. I love that line. I also love how so often you could see in the chat when it would just say ass. Oh, yeah, I wrote one line. Ass, 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 ass. I wrote down ass, 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 ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and ass, please, ass, please, ass. Was <laughs> I guess they were supposed to be sort of fetishists. Most of their clientele were fetishy people. People who have a specific ass fetish. Yeah, what is up with that one guy who had that woman lie down for 45 minutes? That, oh. yes. She has this guy, he does 45 minute privates with her, just with her laying flat down. Wow, that's it? Yep. Sometimes to fall asleep in there. There is. What fetish is that? Is that like a corpse thing? Like a I wouldn't necrophilia know. thing? That would be fun. You just kind of like... 45 she seems minutes. She stoked about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, She's like, sometimes I fall asleep. Yeah. Nice. That sounds like a really good gig. It does sound yeah. like a really good gig. <laughs> I'm sure she had to pay her dues to get there, but now she's like, I'm not giving this shit up. This is great. I also liked, I kept getting a busy signal. Yes, I was busy. <laughs> I kept calling again. I was busy. 
But I do really love how Tiffany comes into her own with Bobby. You know, at first she's kind of timid, and then she kind of, like, learns that he wants to be told what to do, and he wants to be domed, basically, and then she takes to it, and she's like, that's right. You don't have private chats with anyone else anymore, and you're mine from now on. Do you forgive me? No. I don't forgive you. But I'll tolerate you. I'll never get a show with anyone else again. That a slave boy. And I love that it's your mind, not like I'm yours, but yeah. like, right. you belong to me now and you're under my control. <laughs> I love that she gets it and starts flipping the script in that yeah. way. I wrote down, don't mess up your wingtip. That line made me cry. Thank you. Don't mess up your wingtip. That's such a very sweet sisterly moment of like, we're all crying here, but I just did your makeup perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it did look really nice. I also wrote down, how was the funeral? Because that line, I was like, what? <laughs> what a question. Yeah. How was the funeral? It was okay. It's over now. How the fuck do you think the funeral yeah. was? We had to take like, the bus there, so. Right. <laughs> it wasn't great. I also liked and had a little note about when he goes, shave that. This is in the 70s. <laughs> Did they have, like, pube hair extensions in the 70s? Like, why is it always the 70s? It's the code for, like, giant bush, you know? Like, is that the only decade where people didn't shave or wax at all, you know? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's just is a funny... Uh, well, I mean, weird, before that, 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 they didn't either, but you also just didn't generally see bush right. before that. Right. Like, Maybe the Southwest were like, not necessarily <laughs> getting Brazilians but they were but no one was seeing their puss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the 70s are kind of referenced a lot with that. I think it's right. mainly because of the joy of sex in that book. And oh, like, I mean those were illustrations but they did right. draw extensive body hair on everybody. <laughs> Maybe people are just known for being hairy in general in the 70s you know mm. not just in the pubic area. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely like armpits and stuff too, yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe that's it. All, all natural. I also wrote down, there was a clip, I forget where it was, but there was just a clip of some internet video. It was like an ad for live lesbianism. <laughs> <laughs> Not only has our newfound lesbianism enhanced our friendship, but you've unleashed a whole new world of sexuality. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you live lesbianism. Such a funny pitch. Yeah. <laughs> See, live lesbianism. What else does a suicide need, huh? Now, if you'll excuse me. What do you think was up with those strippers? You could tell that it was a shady deal by the way they were talking. Mm -hmm. But, like, what oh. was the shade, do you think? You what mean, was the... like, those... Like this the porn, porn, stars. porn stars? Yeah. yeah. We wanted to talk to you, um, for real. Um, look, I'm really not into any of the video stuff. I mean, no offense or anything. Just oh, no. not my thing. Oh, oh we, we totally, totally get it. it. But we, like, we only do stuff together. Like, that's it. Yeah. Listen, we're going to start our own site, okay? Completely run by us. Girls only. Yeah, we know Chuck can be, like, total skis. So, chats. What do you think about coming to work for us? Yeah, they were coming in to visit adult film stars that 
came to check out the operation. I think they were on camera for a little bit and they were kind of like scoping it out because they want to start their own operation and they were trying to get Tiffany to work for them. So you're basically just there on like a reconnaissance mission? I think so, because <laughs> like the brother and yeah. sister in the scene later were like, oh man, we let them in here and now they're going to start their own thing. Bitches! Oh my God. We let them in here for a and week. We, uh, one, one week. week. Fucking crazy. <laughs> and then it kind of turns into a negotiation with Tiffany. Yeah. I loved how she was holding her own. Like, she actually stands up for herself. She knows how valuable she is to the business and right. the other. She's uh, like, I'm a niche yeah. for you, and you guys, like, you yeah. need me because they were basically asking for her to come back. Yeah. I thought I that love was that. really cool. She yeah. stands up for herself in her worth. How about $17 an hour? That's more than anybody else that's makes. Very generous. Now, that's not going to work for me, Chuck. There's people in this industry that will take advantage of you and they will fuck you over and fuck you hard. All right, I'm looking out for you. Thank you for your concern, Chuck. Do we have a deal or not? Let's keep it between us. But yeah, I don't even want Vicky to know about this. All right? And no more guys using those words. That word. Kind of following her sister's advice, like these people are not your friends, you know? Totally. They're making money off of you. Yeah. And so I think that they were just trying to do a reconnaissance and start their own business. Yeah. Was all women owned and. But do you think that that was really what they were doing, or was there some other nefarious thing going on? Well, was... I think it was that's what they were doing, but they couldn't necessarily deliver on what they were promising. You know, okay. like, that was my sense, that they kind of gave this hard sell that felt a little shady, and it was just maybe like they didn't totally know what they were doing and how they were going to really make their money and whether they'd really be able to pay her 20 bucks an hour and all that, you know. Right. That was my sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but yeah. that was kind of my interpretation was they will do that if, they can, but they don't necessarily really know what they're doing. I mean, it definitely seems like the internet, it's kind of like Boogie Nights. That movie is all about how porn used to be like, there was a director and a story, <laughs> and it was all shot in film, and that's dying. Porn is going to be all video. This is a big opportunity for people. Amateurs are kind of like the new thing. You, you don't have to have the stars. And then with the internet, it's like, this is another big opportunity, and it just seems like they're wanting to make a lot of money, these porn ladies or whatever. And you don't have to fuck start. anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then Sabrina, with her sage advice, again, is like, well, just because it's all women, it doesn't mean it's good. She's just looking out for her sister. Yeah. yeah. You're better to be an independent contractor, I feel right. like, is what she yeah. was kind of trying to say there. Because if you go work for these other people and bring this bridge, then you don't want to be stuck. Yeah. Not making any money from anywhere. I do really love that scene where she's like, they were going to offer me $20 and then they kind of try to shame her like, you're so stupid. I wish I made $20 an hour. Yeah. Like, they did that I want $20. Like, oh, no, no, yeah, me too. Like that guy doesn't make $20 an hour. Right. <laughs> oh, right. $20 an hour? I want to make $20 an hour. Can so I make $20 an hour? Can we all make $20 an hour? Are you kidding me? $20 an hour, Jess? Is that what they were offering to pay you there? Is that too high, Vicky? And then she doesn't say anything, though. She just kind of stands there watching them. And then they're like, all right, how about 17? Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's just like, whatever you guys want to say, but I'm not going to come back for 15 again. Yeah. And then I also love that she's like, and I have to wear what I'm wearing. And she's wearing like the cutest <laughs> fucking outfit. <laughs> oh, really? That's another 90s outfit that not everyone can pull off. The velour crop top. <laughs> it's a very Kelly Kapowski look, but I can't say yeah. about it. I don't know. Say about it was kind of like the height of 90s fashion. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. It's a short but sweet one, I think, maybe. <laughs> the lunchtime poll question for today is, what would your cam girl name be? Because you all need <laughs> I love that they're like, I love that, um, what's her name? The, Vicky. like, sister. The Vicky? Vicky. Thinks that her fake name is Tiffany. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can't use your real name. And so she goes with Jezebel. This is Tiffany. Wait, wait, no. Oh, is that not your name? No, no, it is my name. It's my real name. Oh, yeah, you do not want to use that. Nobody here even knows my real name except Chuck. What do you want them to call you? <sighs> Jezebel. Okay. What would your candle maybe? <laughs> Mine, maybe it's just cliche, but I would be candy. Oh, with an I or with a Y? <laughs> like Gandhi. Uh, I understand yeah, that's why he changed it too. Actually, you know, I'm so torn between candy with an I or candy with a it's Y. It's a big decision. But doesn't everybody like candy? I mean, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of puns you could do with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, my it is God. So that's good. so fucking cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, you got to do that. With an eye, I think it has to be with an eye. <laughs> I would be good, yeah. You got you to gotta pay tribute to Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will take you serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> oh, God. That's so cute. I love it. Oh, that's so much better than mine. Uh, <laughs> well, my first thought, I have one friend who calls me Sexy Freckles, and I was like, oh, maybe that would be my camera. <laughs> but it wouldn't really be, but Aww. I just sort of wanted to throw that out there. Or just Freckles. Oh, maybe just Freckles, mm, yeah. That would be really yeah. cute. You know what? Yeah, I think that is. I was going to go with Poison Ivy, but no, Freckles. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my oh, God. God. Well, I know. <laughs> oh, we could do different ones, I yeah. guess. <laughs> if you worked at different places. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Freckles is so cute. Oh I love Poison God. Ivy, too. That's yeah. Really cute. Depending on how saucy you're feeling, not particularly. Right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, when I was a kid, uh, we talked about before that I, I did not like my name ever, Jessica. That's why I go by Baxter mostly. And my mom told me that she was thinking about Matilda as my name. Ooh. And I was so mad when she told me that, that she didn't pick it as my name. <laughs> and then I was like, can you call me that now? And she's like, no, your name is Jessica. <laughs> you told me you wanted your name to be Jessica. So uh, and I was, I've always loved that name, Matilda. So I'd be Matilda. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Sure. <laughs> How very. I feel like I want to do this every episode this season because I love looking at our statistics and seeing where our listeners are from. And it doesn't tell me, I wish it told me what episodes are downloaded from what places. Because oh, I think that would be interesting. Oh. Unless I just don't know where to find it. But it does say where episodes are downloaded from and how many episodes, oh. but it doesn't say which one. So I want to give a shout out to our <laughs> small listenership in a different state every episode. Oh, so fun. today I want to dedicate this episode to our four listeners in Missouri. Oh, <laughs> nice. I have a soft spot for Missouri. And my sister-in-law, my sister-in-love, Erica, is from, well, she's from originally Lawrence, Kansas, but she's moved back and forth between Kansas and Missouri a lot. Oh. She doesn't live there anymore. Okay. Okay, it's, so not, it's, not she's not, it's not her. Okay. No, no. Yeah, because we were talking, we were like, do, do any of us know anyone in Missouri? So if you're, whoa, <laughs> that was Lily. Yeah, if you're our Missouri listeners or listener that downloaded four episodes, I can't tell. Yeah, 
send us a shout out on Twitter or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and what mm-hmm. episodes you like. Oh, I liked that Bobby was Brett Oh, Gelman. Brett Gelman. Yeah, yeah who like, is that? I don't know. He's, he's like the dirtbaggy, he's the, he's the guy from Fleabag, the sister's oh, I didn't watch husband. It. I didn't watch Fleabag. Oh. <laughs> he's probably on a lot of stuff that you haven't watched, but he's That's always true. like kind Brad of Gelman. Brett Gelman. Brett? Yeah. He has a very unique voice, I think. Too. He does. You like the boots? <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing them right now. I don't know if I'll be able to handle seeing you in those. We'll see. <laughs> I can't believe that you will allow me to see you. Yes. But I'll expect a lot more from you. Of course. Mm-hmm. So don't book another show. A private show with anyone else. You send me that money. Five ninety-five a minute times... 90 minutes. Five hundred... Thirty-five dollars and. Oh, you can add and multiply. Let's see if I've seen. He was on. Did you ever watch Love? Really like uh, that? It's on Netflix. Right? It's on Netflix. Yeah, I need to watch. Meaningful that, that I just said, what's Love? <laughs> uh, it's Gillian Jacobs. I really love her. Brett Gilman. Listen? Brett B R E T T. Oh, is it? Oh, Gelman. I wrote Gelman. Okay. Yeah, um, you'll recognize his face. Oh, wait. Is he? Is he in Spy Who Dumped Me? No, 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 no. That's, he looks that's, like that guy. Uh, Fred Melman. Oh. <laughs> or no, Fred Melamed. Fred Melamed. <laughs> Actually, very similar vibe, those two guys. Like, if you need, like, a kind of creepy wake up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you guys. And you can't get one, you can get the other. <laughs> yeah, he's good. But then I kept thinking about how she would feel when she showed up to the date and he was sitting there. And I was like, oh, she's going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Not that there's, like, a long-term relationship that will happen there since he's married with kids, but... Right. I hope she got to milk that for all he was worth. Yeah. I read an interview with Numa, the director, and she said she has a production company, House of Numa, and it mentioned how she wants to fund other female directors of color, and it doesn't need to be, like, a lot of money to make a film, because she made this movie on a shoestring budget, and if you get your film completed, you have this body of work you can show and be able to further your career and opportunities. So I thought that was really cool, that she wants to focus on helping other female directors of color. That's awesome. She obviously has a lot of expertise in that regard, she made such a beautiful film for little to no money so yeah she's a perfect guide for that that's yeah. great i'm very excited about anything else that she might be doing oh that was one thing i was gonna say i was trying to figure out what she was gonna do next because i liked this movie so much and the only reference i could find was in one interview she said she was working on a feature for a major platform but she Ooh. i'm sure she's under contract to not yeah. say anything else about it at this time and then she's also working on another personal project called blood mother which is a thriller that is another true story of how she reunited with her birth mother in Haiti. Ooh. So that sounds very exciting. That sounds, um, that sounds, sounds really like she's got a lot of really fascinating personal stories to tell. Yeah. yeah. She's had a fascinating, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fascinating experiences. Yeah. I hope she gets more money for that one because, I mean, I'm sure she will. It sounds like maybe she's doing the feature for the platform to fund her personal story, maybe. I don't know. I'm just conjecturing that, but <laughs> right. seems like a good way to go. So I'm very excited for anything else that she would do. On the next episode of Paid in Puke, we're going back to the future with the Gerard Bush and Christopher Wren's debut, Antebellum, a divisive social justice-themed horror film starring Kiersey Clemens, Gabourey Sidibe, and the Janelle Monet. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Paid in Puke, please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus. If you did not enjoy this episode, no further action is necessary. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. Music by Silent Partner. Follow us on Twitter at Paid in Puke Pod or join us on Facebook at Paid in Puke Podcast. Thanks for listening. Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.